Find a fresh take on a fall getaway to Wilmington, North Carolina and beaches. Enjoy hiking trails in a state park, fresh seafood with a sight of live music and fall festivals galore. Then live it up along the Riverwalk in Wilmington's historic downtown. With three island beaches, Carolina, Curie and Wrightsville and a vibrant downtown, you get the best of the Carolina coast all in one place. Plan your fall getaway at WilmingtonandBeachesVacation.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at marines.com. Hello and welcome to another episode of MLS UK Show Stoppage Time. I'm Henry Hewitt and as always I'm joined by... Elliot Holman, just getting a hair out of my mouth if you're watching online. Um, hi there. Oof, that's uh, probably the second worst thing that's happened to you after Orlando's result this weekend. Um, oh, don't. Yeah, we're going to be talking about this weekend and uh, some of the action. Um, well, we might as well start now, Elliot. Orlando, what's going on? I mean, there's only so many times I can repeat myself and people can bear to listen to me repeat myself. What What do you want to know? We're, we're rubbish at home. I tweeted it before the game. Um, I said it in the last podcast. And uh, I've said I'm I'm bored of Perea not getting results. I don't Please let me know what more you'd like from me <laughs> at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, a friend of mine, Phil, he's got a season ticket for Orlando uh, City and uh, he messaged me on Sunday just saying, like, the team will be better off when they sack the manager. So uh, that's his thoughts. And I, did, I said back to him, I said, they're not too different from Elliot's, to be honest. Um, so DC United, of course, won the game. Credit to them. Rain Rooney's got a bit of a curse over you, hasn't he? But yeah, not great for Orlando. No, um, my dad went to the game, uh, so I was a little bit gutted. You know when you, you know when you've like introduced someone to something and you just want it to go well. Um, he went down. He got me a shirt, which is good. So I've got my, uh, got my my new home shirt. But um, yeah, I, I was a little bit, little bit disappointed, but just not surprised remotely. Um, just been so poor at home. I don't know what's what's going on. Really good away. Um, and can't win a game at home. So what's that all about? Yeah, well, it's almost as bad as your uh, Florida neighbours into Miami. Um, and we're going to now talk about Phil Neville because, I mean, into Miami have lost the last six games. They won the first two and lost the last six. But I think it's only been this week where calls for Phil Neville to go have, have, have come out. Um, I don't know whether that's with into Miami fans being a bit patient or they, for me, they've had a bit of a stop-start start to the season. Uh, they've lost the last six. Uh, they've lost five of those by the odd goal, uh, but they've only scored two in that time. Um, it's not working out, is it? Jose Martinez went. He's not scored yet. And uh, if they are waiting for Messi to come along, well, he needs to come sooner rather than later, don't you think? Yeah, um, really, really poor start from Miami, to be honest with you. Um, lacking goals, lacking chances, lacking wins. I mean, we've spoken about this before. We've spoken about Phil Neville, um, you know, British manager. We want him to do well. He's really good friends with David Beckham, so that's going to be awkward. But I I can't... I think that's the only reason he's still there anyway. 
but now we've got to this point, I, I just, I can't see, I don't think they've built a good enough roster. I think they left a lot of space hoping to get something done in the summer, but by then it's going to be too late. I don't, I don't care whether you, you introduce three Messies into that team by that point, they're going to be too far behind. Yeah, you've got to think that. And uh, I mean, there's reports coming out that Messi's on his way to Barcelona again. So if that does happen, then I don't really don't know where into Miami will go. We're going to have to bring someone in at some point. Um, but yeah, I think for now, it's it's been a, a poor start to the season. And yeah, they, you know, it is by the odd goal, most of them defeats. And you could say that they have been unlucky, you know, when it happens that many times. But on the other hand, they're not scoring goals. So you only need to concede one to lose the game when you're not scoring. You know, Martinez obviously is a legend at Atlanta, a legend in MLS, but, you know, the last few years, he's not been to the standards of what we've expected from him or been used from him. Um, you know, and then you've got a few of the uh, the other players. Campana's been injured. Uh, Pizarro's not really hit the form, you know. So, yeah, it's not great for into Miami at the moment. And you do have to question, I know he's, he's mates with... David Beckham, but how long does Phil Neville have? You know, he's uh, MLS. I feel MLS head coaches get a bit more time, probably because there's no relegation. But, you know, we've had this discussion before. Inter Miami are well-known all over the world because of who their owner is, because of, uh, you know, what they put out, you know, put out there with, you know, the, the you probably argue that they're up there with LA Galaxy in terms of how in terms of famous MLS clubs across the world, which I know that maybe some in the US would laugh at that, but that is the case. But they're not performing on the pitch and they haven't done for a long time. No, I couldn't agree more. I think when you look at everything that's happened with Inter Miami from, from the word go, there's a lot more negatives than there is positives. And it's easy to focus on the positives. You know, they've got a good brand out there. Um, you know, great exposure. David Beckham, everything they do is is under the spotlight and it's magnified. But unfortunately, everything they do on the pitch is really lacking for me. Um, you know, in in the early days, it was it was okay, and and we there's you know, we talk about them making the playoffs, uh, but for me, it's you know they've not they've not really hit the ground running, and they're getting to that point where now they're looking more a wooden spoon team more of a, a Cincinnati of old. Um, and they really need a, a spoonful of whatever Cincinnati have had because uh, five wins from five at home is uh, is more of the vibe that Miami will have been hoping for. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, he even saw uh, reports coming out that the uh, the former Chicago Fire, former Reading manager, uh, Penovich, was, uh, was linked with into Miami. I mean... He has MLS experience. He's obviously got European experience as well. I think he's at Chivas at the moment. Uh, yes, he is Chivas uh, currently. I mean, is that the sort of person to come in? Is that the kind of name that you'd be looking at to replace Phil Neville? Or do you think they should be looking even higher? For me, Phil Neville was a name, not a established coach. Um, Miami Miami need both for me. Um I think most teams in MLS can appoint a good, solid manager. I think Miami need both. They need they need something that runs parallel to their their big brand, the the Beckham, the the Miami badge, everything that's that's big about Miami. I think they need that, but they also need someone who has MLS experience, knows what they're doing, 
um, because that's my big criticism of, of Phil Neville. N- not enough MLS experience. And for me, it, it has to be a big name. And I don't think Panovic is... Is, is that for me? And I don't think he's done enough in MLS, certainly, to, to warrant that. Well, this week they're travelling to Miami FC in the US Open. Uh, so I think a defeat there. And uh, yeah, I don't think Phil Neville will be lasting too much longer, I've got to say. Uh, right, let's move on to LA Galaxy then. I just saw a video of this on, um, on Saturday. Really intrigued me. LA Galaxy, of course, beat Austin FC. Yes, LA Galaxy won a game, 2-0. <laughs> if you can believe that. But uh, Douglas Costa came off the bench and as he was coming on the pitch, he was booed by the fans. I know there's a lot of problems at LA Galaxy at the moment. Uh, do you think they were within the rights to boo him? Is it more of a booing the uh, the, the system, if you will, at LA Galaxy? Do you think it would be a bit harsh? What's your thoughts on this? Well, the, the problems run deep, don't they, at LA Galaxy? We know that. Um, I think you could direct a boo at quite a lot of aspects of, of the club, whether it's on field, off field, particular players. Um, one thing's for certain, I know uh, we love Austin on this show and we, we love the Austin fans and their passion, but they've not, they're not good this year. Austin looked dreadful this year, really bad. So LA Galaxy getting a win there is kind of papering over the cracks a little bit. But one thing I did notice is a change in formation um, for LA Galaxy um, with the 5-3-2. So much more stable in midfield. Um, you know, when you're attacking, if you lose possession, there's, that's so much better. Having, you know, having the 5-3-2 is so much better. So um, we're not seeing them, you know, we weren't seeing them get caught on the counter so much. Can they go and do that? Can they Can they go and do that against a stronger team? We'll get a bigger end indication of where they're at, I think. Yeah, well, uh, they'll have to wait a while for playing a better team because, of course, they face Orlando this weekend at the Exploria Stadium. Um, Right, I want to move on now to uh, deadline day. Of course, in MLS, it was a very quiet deadline day. In fact, Tom Bogart going from MLS to The Athletic was probably the biggest story on deadline day, uh, and he's just a reporter. Um, but on the whole, then, if you look at the uh, you know the last four or five months of, of trades and where teams are now, uh, you know I'm going to throw in my guy Yakamakis. He scored again at the weekend as Atlanta beat Chicago two one as a, a great signing. Um, who do you think has made the better signings, and who do you think has let themselves down a bit? Um, well, I would go back to. to to what we discussed at the start of the season before a ball was kicked, we highlighted Cincinnati and we highlighted Orlando City. Uh, Cincinnati have really, really, you know, put the proof in the pudding. They they look fantastic. Great set of results. Uh, Another win at the weekend. Fantastic. On the other hand, Orlando have kind of shown flashes that we, we were bang on because they, they go to Philly and, and win and they go to Minnesota and win. Um, so uh, you, you, you feel like roster wise that, you know, if you're just isolating who's had a good off season, who's, who's made good trades. I, I think they're still in that conversation. Um, and not just because I, I follow them. I, I think, you know, we, we all knew that they'd, they'd made some really good moves. Um, and I think that's still the case. And that's, 
that I think is why Perea is under pressure. Um, but Cincinnati for me, um, also LAFC just, just getting stronger and stronger. It's such an easy pick. It's such an easy thing to say, but um, they really consistently get it right year after year. They they manage so much depth. They, you look at players they've got and then you see that they're not even a DP. You're like, how have you done that? It's They're so good at that. So so fair play to, to LAFC. They have to be in that conversation as well. Yeah, I can't argue with what you've said there. They're probably the, um, you know, the, the bigger sort of names that have, have made great trades. Of course, St. Louis, but theirs hasn't been over the last four or five months. It's been over the last 18 as they've built uh, for the new franchise. Um, you know, I, I think a shout out as well, Houston who beat into Miami, you know, they brought Bassey in who's, who's scored, I think, five or six already. So that's been a great trade for them and probably an area where they needed to improve uh, with the goal scoring. Um, in terms of uh, poor sort of trades, you know, I think you've got to look at the bottom of the league naturally. You know, we've spoke about SKC and, and the fact that they've they've not done enough. Uh, Willie Gard is now out for three months. So looking up top, is that an area where they should have improved more? Uh, Charlotte FC, I felt there was a lot to build on from last year. I don't think they've necessarily done that much. Um, you know, so I think you're, you're looking at a few teams like that who have, who have not particularly done well. But yeah, I think there's enough there to say that it's been an actual a positive uh, close season in MLS. We've not had the big name, the big superstar join, um, you know, with the sort of cloud of Messi uh, hanging over Miami at the moment to see whether they'll get that done. But I think on the whole, the league is, the, it's this development, isn't it? It's developing from that sort of, um, you know, aging superstar coming over for the last hurrah to, uh, to players like the Akamaki. So we're coming in, at the peak of their career and and taking the league on. Yeah, uh, enjoyed watching Yakamakis at the weekend. Um, it's a strange game. I mean, we've we've talked about this, and I, I talked about it on Twitter as well. Bizarre game from Atlanta this weekend. Um, but Yakamakis, obviously, a real bright spark um, in in the thirty minute period where Atlanta were actually trying. Um, but I, I think I think as well we're in danger of almost heading back the other way of needing the older players again, because we're, we're losing so many, um, so many players are going over to Europe so young as well. Um, you know, you mentioned SKC. I think you're bang on. Um, you know, Russell doesn't get any younger. He was a great signing, but he doesn't get any younger. Polito was getting on a bit anyway. And, you know, carrying injuries, uh, they, they need a big overhaul. And there's so much talk about Willie Agada. I mean, I've mentioned it on the podcast before for personal reasons. I didn't, I didn't watch a huge amount of MLS last year, nowhere near as much as any other season. Um, and all I kept hearing is Willie Agada, Willie Agada. I, I, I'm not, I'm not seeing anything. Maybe put him in a better team. I don't know, but uh, SKC are really, for me, are, they really are in trouble. Like they need a lot of work. Yes, they do. And that is another... I feel like every week on the MLS UK show, we're saying the same thing about SKC and it's not happening in every week. They then lose. Of course, this weekend, uh, if I'm looking at the fixed, the, the results here, they got beat at New England Revolution. I think we were expecting more than a 2-1 defeat. So I guess that's a positive for them. Um, another result and um, you know another two results we can talk about because we're going to move on now to this week and the Champions League semi-final, which is very exciting. Um, it's on Wednesday evening. It's Philadelphia versus LAFC. Of course, Philadelphia beat Toronto 4-2 at the weekend. LAFC drawing away at Nashville. Um, there's two legs in this. Philadelphia have been good at home. Um, maybe not as well. Definitely not as much this season because they've already got one defeat. 
at least one defeat. But um, where do you see this going? Philadelphia v LAFC. Is it a foregone conclusion that LAFC will go through or can you see Philadelphia making up for MLS Cup? It's not a foregone conclusion at all. I, I think Philly will be throwing everything at this. They, you know, that that MLS Cup last season is going to leave a foul taste in their mouth. There's no way that they don't throw everything at this. Jim Curtin's a really experienced manager. They've got a really good side. They've kept the side together that was was fighting in that MLS Cup final. So that's that's a huge positive as well. They all want revenge. Um, this could go either way. Absolutely. There's no, for me, there's no particular favourite here. Um, Buwango's the best player in the league right now. So he gives them the advantage, gives LAFC the advantage. But, you know, over two legs, there's no reason why um, this couldn't go right to the wire. I, I really think Philly will want this more than anything in the league this year. Yeah, I get the sense of that as well. I think... You know, Philly, whereas the last few years have been at the top end of East, I don't see that happening this year, possibly because as well, you look at, they've conceded 13 goals already, which we've not been used to by Philly. So we need to address that. I think if the defence isn't on form, then I think it is a foregone conclusion that LAFC will win over the two legs. But if they can get back to the form they showed last year and keep it tight at the back, then yeah, you know, they, they, they can go and... Um, they can go and get the victory and get to the final. But yeah, I think Philly probably, if they're going to make their MLS Cup charge, it'll be a lot later on. They'll have to play more playoff matches and a few away. But Philly at home, you can't you can't count them out. If they can get a good result in that first leg, then they can go to LAFC, keep it tight and go through. But for me, I don't know. I think this LAFC team is too strong. I think they'll be too strong against any MLS team over two legs. Uh, and with the uh, second one being at home as well, I think they'll have enough to get to the final uh, where uh, where hopefully they can make it two out of two for MLS. Yeah, I I just that's the thing. I think we don't care. We just want MLS to win it again. Uh, and so at this point, let's just hope it's a really, uh, really entertaining couple of legs and uh, the MLS team in the final can go and do us proud. Definitely. Uh, right, let's move on to our last story then. And uh, this has come out from the weekend. Antoine Griezmann, uh, easy for me to say, has been um, has been talking about uh, his future. He's been talking that he wants to move to MLS eventually. Uh, and he becomes, I think, the 6,000th player to say that they would be open to a move in MLS. Uh, but Griezmann has actually definitive, definitively said at the end of his contract with Atletico Madrid, uh, in 2026, he does want to move to MLS. Uh, he has also said in the past that David Beckham was one of his footballing idols, so naturally he's been linked with Inter Miami. Um, I mean, Griezmann, he's a good player. I don't think he's the player he was a few years ago. Could we see this move happen a lot sooner than four, three years away? I think for him to be effective in... I mean, fantastic player, by the way, but I think for him to be effective in, in the league, it, it kind of needs to be sooner. I think it's really disrespectful to be saying that in 2026 he'll walk into any side in MLS and and start pulling the strings. He plays a lot deeper already. We saw that in the World Cup. He's not a striker. Um, plays a lot deeper, kind of uh, in the same way that Harry Kane drops back a lot. And uh, there's a lot of competition for places in, in in he's you know even already if you put him in you know he's going to be up against the likes of uh, Carlos Heel, uh, Zella Rayan. Is is he is he going to be that good in 2026 I, I think I, I'm a big fan of him I just want to see him in MLS obviously everybody presumes Miami 
Um, no one ever learns. That so rarely does any any of these big names end up in Miami. Um, but they are the club that's got a, a huge space on their roster. Um, but that is being saved for for somebody else. Yeah, well, it'd be 35 in uh, 2026. And the way into Miami are playing, even at 35, he would still probably walk into their team. <laughs> Um, but yeah, you've got to, you've got to think that, I mean, I agree with you actually, Griezmann, I think it is a little bit disrespectful. Um, you know, it'd be a great addition to the league, but if the way that MLS is going with the players coming in, it might be a lot difficult, you know, a lot more difficult to, uh, to get a place in a team in three or four years. Of course, that's the year that the world cup's going to be in, uh, the U S so, and Canada. So you'd think that the league should be at its, its highest ever at its peak uh, at that time so uh, yeah we'll have to wait and see see what happens um, but you know I mean this is the thing I, I all these players Griezmann and whoever else who say they want to move to MLS and they get linked with into Miami no same with Messi no don't go into Miami Miami's a lovely place it's really hot uh, all year round oh well a lot hotter than it is here in the UK I want Messi I want Griezmann challenge yourselves Go play in Minnesota in February. Go play in Colorado. You know, go play in the snow. Let's then, then that's we'll see if you are two of the best players in the world. There's a point where the other clubs need. We talk about the fashionable clubs and the unfashionable clubs. There's a point where RSL and Colorado, um, Minnesota, I think, are fashionable. They, I think they've got a great brand. I just think. It's not, you know, players in Europe don't go, cool, I'd love to go and play in the snow in, in Minnesota. Um, I think they have to do something about about it. I, th- I think they have to become an attractive club on paper before anyone even starts to look at how they perform on the pitch. And that's that's wrong, but that's also a fact. We'll wait and see. We'll wait and see if Griezmann comes earlier. Maybe uh, if Messi joins into Miami, maybe he won't have that option. Maybe he will have to... Uh sign for a a, a team who playing colder climates let's see because france isn't you know it's it's not the warmest place in the world so he might be used to it a little bit more um right well that's almost it from us just before we go i want to bring this up did you see this on uh, one of those soccer scrand sort of pages charlotte fc 30 dollars for some chicken and beer i mean i thought prices were bad here in the uk but 30 dollars I do think we should do a little challenge maybe next season where we try and get to an MLS game for like as cheap as possible. Like what's the cheapest game we can go to with flights and accommodation and tickets included, just like as a little, as a little challenge. If if you're watching this and you, you think you maybe got a few tips, then, then let us know and we'll, we'll do it soon. Yes, exactly. Uh, Stick them in the comments or get in touch at MLS UK show, Twitter or Instagram or TikTok. Um, and that's it from us for this episode of Stoppage Time. If you are watching on YouTube, uh, then don't forget to uh, click the notification bell, subscribe and like the video. And if you listen on your podcast provider, please subscribe. It really helps. Uh, please leave us a rating as well if you've enjoyed this episode. But Elliot, there's one rule and one rule only. Five stars only, LA Galaxy style. They were good ones. <laughs> we promise um, right a shout out before we go as well to our sponsors Soccer90.com uh, remember if you want any MLS jerseys or international jerseys Premier League jerseys uh, European Super Club jerseys uh, then head to Soccer90.com and uh, when you're in the uh, checkout when you're at the discount code type in MLS UK and you get 20% off your order as well uh, so it's well worth doing 
And uh, if you haven't got a dad who is in uh, America at the moment, who is uh, going to Orlando matches like Elliot does and buys you the shirt, then it's the second best way to do it. Yeah, it's definitely cheaper than uh, flying all the way out there as well. Uh, thank you to the guys at Soccer 90. And um, we'll see you very soon. Yes, I've been Henry Hewitt. And I've been Elliot Holman. See ya. Sports Social Podcast Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. VGW Group, no purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. See terms and conditions, 18 plus.